is Maxwell, and I'm 11 years old, and why I like Jesus the most is because he can heal people, and he's awesome. Being a kid isn't easy. You know you're supposed to be good, and sometimes you feel like you're doing a great job, but then the next minute, you do something wrong again. That's why we need Jesus and to remember the good news of the gospel every day. Not just the part about when Jesus came to earth, but God's rescue plan from before he even created the world and the hope of living with him forever so that we can see through every story in the Bible why Jesus is better than anything else and why he wants you to join him. I'm Alicia Yoder, and thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Jesus is Better podcast. When you're excited to know Jesus better through his word, I think he can hardly contain his joy because he loves being our friend that much. Last week, we learned about more of the good ways God gave for the Israelites to live and that some of the Israelites didn't like the jobs God had given them to do, like Korah and the other Israelite leaders. He showed them that he had chosen Aaron to be the priest in the tabernacle by making his staff produce buds and almonds, while the staffs of the other tribes put in the tabernacle stayed empty. Part of the job of Aaron and his sons was to carry the responsibility of the people's sins into the tabernacle. God told Aaron, the Levites are supposed to help you in some of the jobs in the tabernacle, but they can't go near the pieces in the tabernacle or the altar. Otherwise, you both will die. No one else gets to come near to help. The Levites are a gift to you. Only you and your sons will serve as priests for the altar and inside the curtain. He also told Aaron, You are in charge of all the offerings the Israelites bring, and any part that doesn't get burned on the altar, you and your sons can eat as a holy portion for you. When the Israelites bring in the first grain and wine of their harvests, you and your family may eat it, as well as the firstborn oxen, sheep, and goats the Israelites bring to me. When your children come into the land I promised, they will not have their own special land like the other Israelites, because I am your inheritance. The Levites will get paid from the tithe offerings the Israelites bring, so they won't have an inheritance of land either. But the Levites also have to offer a tithe, or part of the offering, back to me from what I have given them. That best part will be given back to you, Aaron. God also told Moses and Aaron to burn an entire heifer on the altar, along with some wood and scarlet wool, and mix the ashes with some water to purify the people. Then, if someone touched a dead body or went into a tent where someone had died, he would be unclean for seven days and purify himself with that ash water. Otherwise, he had to leave the Israelite camp forever. While the people were camped in Kadesh, Moses' sister Miriam died, 
so they buried her there. There wasn't any water for the Israelites to drink, so they gathered together as a big group and said to Moses and Aaron, If only we had died with Korah and the other men the Lord punished. Why did you lead us here to die of thirst alongside our cattle? Why do you why did you lead it, lead us out of Egypt to this evil place? We can't grow grain, figs, grapes, or pomegranates, and there is no water. Moses and Aaron went to the entrance of the tabernacle and bowed before the Lord. God's glory appeared to them, and God said to Moses, Take your staff, and you and Aaron gather the congregation. Tell the rock to give water while they are watching so that they will all have enough to drink. So Moses got everyone together by the rock and said, Listen, you rebels, should we bring you water from this rock? He hit the rock with his staff twice, and water flowed from it so that everyone could drink along with their animals. God said to Moses and Aaron, Because you didn't believe me and show my holiness to the people, you will not be the one to lead the Israelites into the land I've promised to give them. When they were ready to travel again, Moses sent messengers to say to the king of Edom, We are your brother nation, Israel. You know how we lived in slavery in Egypt for a long time, and when we cried out to the Lord, He sent an angel to bring us out of Egypt. Now we have been camping right next to your land. Would you please let us pass through your land? We won't eat any food from your fields or drink from your wells. We will stick to the highway road. But the king of Edom said, If you try to come through my land, I will come and fight you. Then the Israelites said, We'll stick to the main road, and if we eat or drink anything, we'll pay for it. But the king said no, and gathered his army to come against them. So Israel turned away to go another way. They came to a mountain, and the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Aaron's time has come to die, since you both rebelled against my command to speak to the rock and may not enter the land I've given the people. Bring Aaron and his son Eliezer up on the mountain and take off Aaron's high priest's garments and put them on Eliezer. Everyone watched Moses and Aaron go up on the mountain, and after Moses had put the priest's clothes on Eliezer, Aaron died on top of the mountain. When Moses and Eliezer came down, the people wept for Aaron for 30 days because he had died. When they moved on, a Canaanite king from Arad heard that the Israelites were coming, he, and he brought his army to fight Israel and took some of them as captives. The Israelites told the Lord, If you let us defeat this army, We will completely destroy their cities as an offering to you. God let them defeat the king and his army, so they destroyed all the king's cities. 
From there, they traveled around the land of Edom, and the people became impatient on the way. They spoke against God and Moses, saying, Why did you bring us out of Egypt? There is no food or water, and we hate the food you've brought. God sent fiery serpents to the people, and many of them died from the snake's bites. The people ran to Moses and said, We've sinned by speaking against God and against you. Pray to the Lord so that the serpents will go away. So Moses prayed, and God said, Make a serpent and put it on a pole, and whenever anyone who is bitten looks at it, they will live. So Moses made a serpent out of bronze metal and put it on a pole, and every time someone was bitten and ran to look at it, they lived. The people kept traveling and camping in different places. In one place, God told Moses to gather the people and gave them water from a well. So the Israelites sang a song about it. Soon they sent messengers to another king, Sihon, the king of the Amorites, and said the same thing that they'd said to the king of Edom. Let us travel through your land. We won't eat or drink anything, and we'll stick to the main road. But King Sihon gathered his army to fight Israel, and the Israelites defeated him and took his cities and lived in them. They even wrote a song about their victory to sing to their children and their grandchildren. They lived in the land of the Amorites, but when they traveled to a place called Bashan, the king named Og gathered his army for battle against the Israelites. God said to Moses, Don't be afraid of him, for I will give you victory. So they defeated the king and his army and people and took over his land. What do you think about the Israelites at this point of the journey? What do you think about Moses? Are you surprised God has stayed with the Israelites? Or do you feel God should have been kinder to them? Maybe not made them ever get thirsty at all? God had set up a way to stay close to the people, even as Moses and Aaron sinned and were told they wouldn't get to live in the promised land. He still used Aaron and then his sons to be priests in the tabernacle to deal with the Israelites' sin and answered Moses each time Moses asked God a question or cried out for his help. Aaron and the Levites had to trust that the Israelites would keep bringing offerings so that they could do their work and survive because they wouldn't get lots of land to plant crops and take care of animals on. God would be their provision, their inheritance. In the New Testament, Peter tells us that when we decide to follow Jesus, we become part of the holy priesthood of believers. That means God is our inheritance too, even though we'll also get to enjoy living on the land of the new earth with him forever. But right now, Jesus has sent us an inheritance through the Holy Spirit. 
He has made his home in our hearts so that we feel safe and loved when we meet him there, talking to him and listening to what he wants to tell us. The Israelites had to bring animal sacrifices and use some of the ashes to purify themselves. But the prophet Isaiah said that when Jesus comes, he would trade in their ashes for a crown of beauty, clothes of praise instead of despair. When we receive Jesus' forgiveness, he purifies us and continues to teach us to love his ways so that when you're wearing that crown of beauty and clothes of praise and righteousness, other people might see you and say, Wow, Jesus must be pretty amazing to give someone a beautiful heart like that. But sometimes you might not feel like Jesus is giving you beautiful blessings. You might feel scared about something at school or ashamed by the way you treated a friend. Maybe you disobeyed your parents and now think it's up to you to be good and take care of yourself. The Israelites blamed God and Moses because they couldn't provide water for themselves and were even getting sick of eating manna. The food God had given them to bless them tasted worthless to them. But when we get frustrated with what's going on in our heart and situations in life, God doesn't need to send snakes to bite us. He sent Jesus to crush the biggest serpent's head so that we wouldn't have to be bitten and die and be separated from God forever. Instead, each time you feel frustrated with the things God is allowing to happen to you, Jesus wants you to look up, fixing your eyes on him. The cross shows you the punishment you deserved, but it is also the place where Jesus died to heal you and set you free. Moses and Aaron could never be perfect for the people because it's always been about Jesus coming. He is making people right with the Father and will keep doing it until each of his children receive new and perfect bodies on the new earth. He is in your heart, speaking to the Father, and also in heaven, sitting right next to him. God had a special plan to lead the Israelites into a good land, and he wanted to take care of them, no matter what king or army came to fight against them. But he also has a plan for your life. As Jesus defeats the darkness in other people's hearts through letting his love shine through you. God doesn't want anyone to be his enemies. And when you trust that Jesus is going to take care of you, you can face each day confident that he's going to help you along the next road. So the next time you feel scared or discouraged, why not say, Jesus, How do you want to show your love to me right now? Let's pray. Thank you, Jesus, for making us pure and taking care of us even when we look at the snakes of our sin instead of you. Would you help us to grab onto your hand whenever we feel ashamed or scared? Thank you for your love. Amen. Okay, friends. Thanks for listening to the Jesus is Better podcast today. Isn't Jesus amazing?
And parents, if you have the chance to leave a rating and review on iTunes, more people will be able to find these stories. Talk to you next time.